0: He's blunt, but he's fair. This is Drew Berquist,
1: former counterterrorism officer, realist, and host of This Is My Show,
2: which starts now. All right, folks, it is Hump Day, it's Wednesday. I'm Drew Berkwist, This Is My Show. And man, I, we're close. We're close okay. to getting through this week. Hump Day! Okay lots to get into today too disco it's i feel like we've crammed a lot in the last couple days and and today is no different there's plenty to get into on the show plenty to get into on booze and banter all of that stuff we're going to talk mitch mcconnell here soon soon james coons you're right michael keating Mitch mcconnell is absolute scum i agree with you hi to all of you folks coming into the various chat rooms wherever you are whichever platform you're on we're damn glad that you're here hit that like button on the way in if you'd be so kind and share, share, share away. Lots to get into. Ned Price over at the State Department. Always entertaining when he speaks. They're saying, he said, we're going to show it in a second here, that they're not trying to contain China, which is interesting. Probably something we should be doing, right? But we'll get into that. We've got another KJP and Peter Doocy exchange that was rich. And then Mitch McConnell. Mitch the bitch. And Tom Tillis, by the way, also disappointing. A little bit more surprising with him than Mitch McConnell. But both took the side of the uniparty as it pertains to Tucker Carlson and the January 6th tapes. We're going to get into that. And then McCarthy had a testy exchange with reporters who were slamming him for giving said tapes to Tucker Carlson. We'll get into all that. Booze and banter, we've got lots to cover as well. We're going to talk some more Jan- January 6th stuff. Ray Epps, that's going to be there. We've got, gosh, what else do we have? We've got a lot. We've got a lot that we're going to cover there. So it'll be, it'll be good. We've got some Portland nonsense that's happened everyone's still wearing masks in portland it seems like too by the way but we're going to cover all that stuff i'll tell you more about it later in the show you can see that you can join us for booze and banter over at redvoicemedia.com go to redvoicemedia.com forward slash subscribe and use promo code drew or you can go to redvoicemedia.com forward slash drew crew either way works but we hope you do it you can try it for a dollar we hope to see you over there you don't only not only get booze and banter, but you get all sorts of amazing stuff that we're going to bring you once we're in the new studio in May. And right now, starting now and in perpetuity, you get access to all the other awesome Red Voice Media content. So get over there again, you can try it for a dollar. Nothing to lose. Ned Price. Ned Price in the State Department. Always interesting. Again, I look, I'm I pick on the State Department a lot for good reason. They're they're just for the most part a worthless organization. I'm not saying that there aren't some good people there. I've met some good people there. But it's a pretty weak and feckless organization. Historically has been that way. But, 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 he was asked a question by a Chinese communist reporter, who, by the way, was very dutifully wearing a cloth mask, about what the United States was going to do to try and put China into a corner. Or were, were they trying to put the United, excuse me, China into a corner? This was what he said. Take
3: a listen.
4: He just accused the United States only accept one result, which is the U.S. wins, China loses. Can you accept other results?
3: Of course. This is not about containing any country around the world. This is not about containing China. This is not about suppressing China. This is not about holding China back. This is about upholding uh, the rules based order, uh, the rules based order that countries like China have signed on to, that they signed on to in the earliest days of uh, the UN system, uh, that uh, they signed on to in the context in the Universal uh, Declaration of Human Rights, that they signed on to in the context of uh, international law, and that countries like China also consistently point to. Uh, this is what we're seeking to uphold. It is not about holding back China. It's not about holding back any other country. Uh, we want to. Uh, have that constructive competition uh, that is fair, uh, that allows our two countries to um, coexist responsibly uh, as we are confident uh, we can, and that has those checks in place to see to it that competition doesn't veer into that conflict.
2: All right, so there you have it. There's Ned Price. And look, you listen to what he says there. The Uniparty, Democrats particularly in the Uniparty, have major issues when it comes to speaking out against China. The first issue is most Democrats and politicians are all bought and paid for by China. So gaining any sort of leverage over China is essentially impossible. It's just not gonna happen. But the other major issue is that, that the Democrat Party has is that it has a hard time justifying is is China's continual, frequent, you know, nonstop. Human rights abuses, which include sex trafficking, forced labor, as we've all known about for a long time. Also known as slavery, if we if we want to be honest and call a spade a spade. They've got the whole situation with the Uyghurs and Uyghur concentration camps. It's awful. It's awful some of the things that happen in that country. So they have a hard time justifying. Push, it's, it's just remarkable, this whole relationship here. And I find it very troublesome, very troublesome, that every single leftist organization that was horrified about Abu Ghraib or, or CIA rendition facilities across the globe is frighteningly silent when it comes to all these human rights abuses that happen on a daily basis there. That the Chinese government, is, they're not even hiding it. They openly engage in it, and yet they're silent. They're silent on that. You don't you don't hear one of the Subaru owners with the blue and yellow human rights sticker and a and a mask hanging from their rearview mirror. They never utter one peep about this. They don't say a damn thing about the Chinese abuse of its citizens of, of the of the Uyghurs, of all of that. And Rhino Republicans aren't going to say anything about the Chinese either and they don't have to. Because they're already thought of at least here in this country as being racist bigots who don't care about human rights. So they just get a pass. It's just free for them. But Democrat politicians in particular, they can't push back. And it's not going to change, right? As long as China received its most, it receives its most favored nation status when it comes to trade with the United States and the Western world writ large, we have as a country no negotiating power whatsoever. We have none. There's none. No negotiating power economically combined with large amounts of money being funneled. To Democrat lawmakers, it makes for the perfect storm of human rights abuses and further crippling our American way of life. Old Ned Price there, as he was talking, also mentioned the rules-based order. So what exactly is he talking about when he says the rules-based order? What could he possibly mean? Is he referring to the New World Order that the World Economic Forum is trying to shove down everyone's throats and wants to institute across the planet? Something that by the way, they know that China and Russia aren't going to play ball with. it sure sounds like it. that's something that I think we could go with and they know hey if, if the if the new world order is to be implemented, China has to play ball for everything that Klaus Schwab and his elitist friends, these globalist friends want to implement, they have to get China to play ball. But how can they how, I mean just there's so many examples right, but how can China play? Play ball if they're violating the terms of the Paris Accords, for example, that they didn't sign. China's producing a coal plant every month in their country. Strip mining all over Africa. They're the largest importer of Saudi Arabian oil. How could their values possibly align with the values of the World Economic Forum? The simple answer is they can't. They're not. They don't. They don't. The World Economic Forum and the rest of the globalist community... Know the Coms are a country whose values are based around its racial purity and its allegiance to the Communist Party. Racial purity excuse me, and communist culture are two of the main drivers of China's government and their place in this world. And they're not going to bend on any rules or sanctions imposed on them by the United States or any world body, for that matter, if they believe that their racial and cultural purity will be put at risk. So sadly, with, with all these things playing in, you've got Democrats who just don't have the stones to stand up to anyone in the world, including China, who's looking to do the United States harm. Democrats, shit libs, and rhinos, they would rather all, focus all their vitriol and all their rage towards fellow Americans who don't line up with their political views. That's where they put their effort. That's, that's where they spend all of their energy. They're, they're like the fat, loud guy at a restaurant who, when he received the bill, yells across the restaurant, yells at the manager talking about how lousy the meal was, how the, the wait staff was awful, the busboy was awful, all just trying to get a deal, a discount on the meal. Democrats want the nice meal. They expect it, but they're not willing to do the work to earn the money to pay for the meal. That's who they are.
0: You know, there was this documentary, and it's been now gone from
2: Netflix.
0: But uh, do you remember um, the Great British Baking Show? Yeah. Uh, the host Sue Perkins?
2: No. I, I don't I – don't, I remember she, show. I, I, she I, was
0: one of the show. She was one of the earlier-on ones when it was the two females. She did this whole series on Netflix about the Mekong River in China. And it goes to show that China doesn't even care about their own people because here's a river where people have lived on. For right, for generations worked off for generations, <clears throat> and they're damming it to make the mega dam that's going on over there, and it's literally taking the river down to a stream. Mm. They don't care. They, they don't want, care. They just want to. Be, they just want to be able to have the, the power to supply their city to to their city. They don't. And to them, they don't care about the people that live there. So let alone, they don't care about anyone else in this world. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know well, But and, that and... show that show is exposing that, and now it's surprisingly gone up on of Netflix. huh. But it's called the uh, uh, the Mekong River with Sue Perkins, if you can find it. Okay, I'll have to find check it. that out. It's it pretty cool because you get to see into life how these people like they live on a floating house on the river, but now their river's going to be gone. What are they going to do? <laughs> you know, it's crazy. Yeah.
2: Well, all those all that all, I definitely will check that out. Uh, some of those documentaries are great, and they're so educational and informative. We talked in booze and Bantry yesterday, which we've done before. But we talked about Ukraine on fire, uh, which, is, which is great and gives you so much in- insight into what's happening over there. So it's important to see that stuff for sure. But what's crazy about this is our politicians here would love to rule with an iron fist like you know the Chinese government does. But they also are Chi- the Chinese government's bitch. So like they can't quite get where they want as this one world power globalist country because China's standing in the way. And yet they won't stand up to China. It's just it's it's an interesting dynamic. It's an awful dynamic to watch, but it's an interesting one to observe from afar. But let's move on because we got lots of other stuff to talk about here. And I'm sure we'll be talking about China for as long as this show stays on the air, which I anticipate will be a very long time. John Hamlin, I'll get to your question here in a second. How about that? I, I see it. I'll come back to it here in just a second. Let's just touch on this this KJP story real quick, because it's first of all, it's going to be sad. As much as none of us really like her, it's going to be sad when she's not there. We said that about Saki. We've said that about a lot of them. But she's so entertaining. She just provides so much content to pick on. But she fielded a question from Peter Doocy. These exchanges are always great. And this was yesterday. But I want you to take a special note, by the way, of her facial expressions that are like during the first, I don't know, 10 seconds or so. While Peter is asking the question, look at that, listen to her response, and then we'll discuss
3: So, cartels kill Americans on this side of the border with drugs, and now they're killing Americans on the other side of the border with guns. Why is President Biden so comfortable with cartels operating so close to the U.S.?
4: Well, let's be very clear. Let me take on the drug part here, because since you brought this up, because of the work that this President has done, because of what we've done specifically on fentanyl at the border, it's at historic lows, historic levels, uh, that we have been able to uh, record a number of personnel working to secure the border because of what we've been able to do. Seizing that fentanyl, uh, we've done it in a historic way. That's because of what this President has done. I just talked about 23,000 federal agents that have been able to be, uh, uh, that we've been able to hire and put at the border to secure the border. On top of that, historic Sanctions going after traffickers and other financiers are helping disrupt fentanyl supply chains throughout their flow to the U.S. And we're really expanded access to treatments like uh, that are saving lives, if you think about it, which prevent overdoses expanding as as our fentanyl test strips. Uh, and through the removal of the X waiver, anyone registered to pres- prescribe controlled medications can now uh, prescribe life-saving medication to treat addiction. So again, we are seizing fentanyl at record historic levels because of what the because of the of what the president has done to secure our border. All
2: right, so she gave Peter the old eye roll at the beginning there, right? Which she does frequently. but nonverbal, communication with a communist is so telling it really is and and you can say that it is for for most people and i wouldn't disagree with that but certainly for them you could literally see the anger and disgust on her face she's so pissed that she even has to answer a question a tough question from peter ducey because kjp and all of her friends they're used to these lobball, you know propaganda based questions that she she gets all the time the mainstream media just lobs them out there for her. it's easy she goes Babe Ruth and knocks him out of the park, and then if it's a tough question by any chance, which is rare, there's no follow up on it. There's no she she lies. There's no follow up. They're satisfied.
0: I just refer to you to to refer to the document that was put out, uh, you know, so time ago. Like right. that's
2: that, that's what she ends up saying. You're like, and they're like, that's good. <laughs> yeah. My my editor's gonna love this. <laughs> yeah, well, she huh? said words today.
0: <laughs> to me, it's just one of those things where. You could even see too when she started opening up the book like crap, you know. And then it's sitting there going, "What record lows are you talking about here?" I mean, we just saw a video on Booze and Banner a few days ago of someone opening up an avocado, which was badass. By the way, kudos to the cartel members. To crack it open, and then there was the drugs inside the pit. Like, yeah. <laughs> how are you stopping this again now
2: again again i i have mad respect for for bad guys who do it right i want them put away i want them to take a dirt nap but you got to give them props when they do it right but yeah i mean yeah she 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 says that numbers at the at the beginning of her comment she says that they're uh, the numbers at the border are at a historic low she then corrected herself to say the word levels and once again you got to pay attention to this right because the word level is an ambiguous word and is used on purpose, because if, if she uses an ambiguous word like levels, she doesn't have to be specific. They can't live in specifics. They can't live with the truth because their message goes to shit if they do that, right? But is she referring to historic lows of Border Patrol personnel on the border? If if, if that's what she's talking about, she's 100% correct there. ding ding. <laughs> but, I mean, a huge majority of of border patrol agents have been reassigned under this administration to take care of processing illegal aliens, making sure they have bus tickets or plane tickets. So they get that all squared away and then they're sent into the interior. They're sent into the United States wherever they want to go. That's what they're doing. It's ridiculous what's happening with them. But she goes on to say, KJP does, that we've intercepted historical amounts of fentanyl at the border. That's actually her most factual statement. But it's, it's tricky, right? There's, there's some nuance to this. And she knows what she's doing. The, tr- the, the trafficking of fentanyl started in earnest when the FDA started cracking down on the amount of opioid prescriptions doctors could write. That's, that's when this all happened. So, of course, as a byproduct of that, as a result of that, you're going to see an increase in the supply of fentanyl because it's cost-effective to produce. And it's the most po- potent of all the opo- opioids out there. What, what better product to fill the demand? But she's, she's talking about it as if as if this has been an issue forever and a day, and it's not. Th- that would be like saying, in 1980, Miami DEA agents have seized more cocaine than during any time in American history. That's the first time in history that the drug drug enforcement agents were, were, were dealing with that. Seeing fentanyl being trafficked in the United States is a new thing. So, of course, if we're tracking it for the first time, our seizures are going to be high. You know what I'm saying? Like... These are the highest they've ever been. Well, the reason that they're the highest is that there's never been fentanyl stats to compare it to. like so it's an easy thing for her to throw out there and it sounds good. It's a talking point that sounds good, but it 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 means nothing. there's there's actu- absolutely no substance to it whatsoever.
0: Like it might be an all-time low since yesterday because it came down two points today. <laughs> you know it's getting it's low it's getting low again. Yeah. Well, yeah, it went down from yesterday, but it's going to rise again, again tomorrow. And that's the heartbreak. And I love that you brought that up, that we've never had the numbers to push it against to So they're they're trying to make it seem like this is the best any other administration has ever
2: done. Right. No other administration has had to deal with it. That's what's scary about so, numbers and polls and stats and, and certainly messaging like this that they shove out there is you can make anything look good if you want to. And you can find numbers and statistics to make anything look good or look bad, you know, conversely, like – but that, that's what's being done here. Again, you've got the way – kudos to them. Their messaging is on point, and they have lots of dumb and willing participants who will hear it, let it sink in, and be like, yeah, the, the Republicans are wrong. Our border is closed because they said it was, even though it's very obvious that it's not, and our fentanyl seizures are the highest they've ever been. Forget the fact that they're the highest they've ever been because it's the only time that they've ever been. It's the only time that – they, they play it well. They play it well like when Biden was trying to take take care of MS-13,
0: you know, and, and you, you know, cracking down on the border, making sure that they weren't coming in. And they're like, well, "What about the people who want to come in?" He's like, "That's fine, but the people who are coming who are from MS-13, we got to take care of them. <laughs> we got to we got to get rid of it. We got to get them out of here." And they're like, well, "But but no, you can't do that. Like, what you want people who are gonna steal your daughter in the middle of the night and rape them and then throw them out in the street at night? Like, is that that's what you want to have happen?" And they're like. Why are you getting so serious about it? Because like, it's a serious problem. That's why. Yeah. But until uh, it affects them, they're not gonna they're not gonna realize it.
2: I love Whiskey Rebel says I drove more miles than ever before in nineteen eighty seven after I got my license. Exactly. <laughs> it's the same it's the same thing that's going on here with what KJP just said. But she also mentions sanctions against suppliers to the drug traffickers. She has no specifics and will never have any specifics because China is supplying the main ingredients for fentanyl to the drug cartels in Mexico. And the Biden you know, administration, as well as the Uniparty, are never going to do anything, anything whatsoever, to try and cut off the supply of chemicals that are used to make fentanyl. We're entering the cocaine days of the 1980s. And for those of you who lived in Miami or Los Angeles or Chicago— you know exactly how violent those days were. The parallels in this scenario here, what we're talking about with fentanyl, they're exactly the same, except for the fact that the numbers across the board are higher, much higher. We, we had a giant influx of illegal aliens in the 80s as well, as well as a giant influx of cocaine. What was the result? Skyrocketing crimes, overdoses, murders, the advent of the private prison system to deal with offenders. We're, we're essentially living through the war on drugs part two. That, that's what's happening right now if you break it down. And this time, the security state has to have a new plan. They've got to push something new to create death, more incarcerations, further the, the, the dissolution of the American family, all the things that they keep trying to do. It's, it's crazy what's happening. All right, John, let me come back to you. John Hamlin on Facebook. Drew Burke, I have a question for you. What's your opinion about Nikki Haley? It's not very high. I'm not going to sit here and say that she's the spawn of Satan. I'm not going to go that far. I think on paper, being a governor, being an ambassador to the UN, even though the UN's among the most worthless entities on the entire planet, on paper, she looks like she's done some things. On paper, she supported Trump early on until she didn't. But in reality... She she knows the right talking points. Her team knows the right talking points. She's not what's best for America. She's not what's best. She's the old Republican Party. She's an establishment establishment Republican. She She's not representative of what we need to get out of this mess that we're in. There's not a rhino or establishment type or even just a, you know, less meek than some of the other politicians we've got right now type of a person who can who can get us out of this. You've got to have a strong America first mentality. I'm not saying America first as in Trump's slogan, which is, which it's it's the concept. It's the ideology and the agenda of America first that we have to be a strong, secure, sovereign nation with strong academic, or strong economy, strong academics as well. All of that, we need to have our shit together is, is basically what I'm saying. That needs to be the policy moving forward. We need to keep our enemies at bay we need to go back to being strong, bold, and courageous, lead through a peace through strength model. I don't think she's that. Again, I think that she's going to trick some people. She's not, she did not have a chance in hell in the primaries. But she will trick some people into being like, I, I think I'm a Nikki Haley supporter. But don't be, guys. Don't. We, we deserve better. We can do better. Um, so hopefully that answers a little bit, John. Hopefully that gives you some feedback of, of my thoughts on Nikki Haley. Um, okay, I gave you a – what's this? We got Burt Kreischer. So, was, yeah, so uh, Jill
0: said that KJP needs to speak in tongues like Biden. Now, have you ever watched Two
2: Bears, One K with Burt Kreischer? Have you watched that podcast? I haven't, but is there, like, any licensing stuff behind this?
0: I don't, I don't know. It's just a spot from his thing that's out on social, you know, for, his, for the episode. I mean, we could wait to hold it, but it's just – it's Dana Carvey doing Biden in his – by knees. it's let's fantastic. hold it let's
2: hold it for booze and banter we can hold it for booze just, just we case. we get hit on everything youtube yeah. bunch of bitches that they are they hit us on everything so um john hamlin we need to put limits on age when it comes to politics i agree we got into that yesterday i don't know if it was booze and banter or the main show but um i agree let's get to question of the day yesterday no one liked it yesterday but people played along we give you tough ones today is a little bit easier the question is this who has the most punchable face former cnn anchor loser of a human being brian stelter or current cnn anchor although they keep trying to get rid of him because he just fails everywhere he goes don lemon who has the most punchable face brian stelter or don lemon send in your responses we will get to it on the other side as well as talking about mitch mcconnell he's the bitch that we thought he was we'll see you there stick around Let us get to the question of the day. For those coming in late, who's who has the most punchable face? Brian Stelter or Don Lemon? Carol says Don Lemon. Shelby says Brian, with some some laughy faces. Carrie Lynn, also getting a giggle out of it, says Don Lemon. June, oh wait, not the question. Oh, she was responding to something. Uh, double punch says mary lou yeah i mean uh, why not yeah i mean it's sometimes it's tricky to do that but yeah if you can if you can pull it off i'm all for it cart gamer says stelter good one shelter needs a a bop to the nose meaning stelter uh don lemon i want to add john Kerry in that too okay we can add that definitely that brian idiot says d man d man good to see you man uh slaughterhound stelter mini trout stelter d man can i hit him twice yes yes Who is is the man. Speak the truth, my man. Everyone will hear. Thanks, Jodeo. Appreciate it. Stelcher, easy to hit. Ireland in the house. Totally good to see you, total vagabonds. Appreciate you being here. I thought they got rid of that Don Lemon guy. They keep moving him around. They almost got rid of him the other day for comments for the morning show. The morning show, which, by the way, has been getting crushed in ratings. When he was gone, did better in ratings than they brought him back. Just typical CNN stuff. Uh,
0: Dug himself in a hole in that episode. That was... It was fun to watch.
2: It was. <laughs> it definitely was. Uh, what do we got on on the various rumbles? We've got Stelter says Barb. Stelter says Jay Wink. Stelter says Masshole Patriot. Debbie says Lemon. I'm just reading some other comments. Uh, Stelter, he's more annoying, says Judy. Lemon, Stelter's face would just absorb my fist like a beanbag, says Whiskey Rebel. Whiskey's on fire with some comments today. I love it. Don says Jill. Stelter just seems like a clown child. Definitely Stelter says Mass Hole Patriot. Uh, Another Lemon from Feather Catcher. Lemon because he's so weak and and wimpy, says F News. There's some good ones. Don Lemon, 100%, by the way, his name fits. He is a lemon, says WRCSM. All right, some some good responses there. Disco, who you want to punch? To me, it's Don Lemon.
0: Okay. I just can't stand... Like the smugness or like, the, oh yeah, it's the smugness. and It's the lies that he spews. I mean, even when he was on, um, was a Colbert show or whatever, when he was like, CNN has never been and will never be, you know, democratic or whatever, you know, whatever he said, like, oh, really? Okay. <laughs> like, like he said that with a straight face. Right. And, and like, I, you know, I would have loved it if they would have played like the canned laughters from the sitcoms which by the way a little note on that uh the laughter that you hear is the same one's that they recorded like back in the 60s so we're literally when you watch a sitcom and you hear laughter it's the same people laughing. people you're li- you're listening They need to, dead to get like laughing. some royalties <laughs> for that, right?
2: Oh, you you'd
0: think. Yeah, but yeah, it's got to be Lemon. Stelter, he's he already looks like a fumbling idiot but idiot and everything but yeah, Lemon, I just it would just like let me let me stretch so I don't pull anything and let's let's go.
2: Yeah. <laughs> two pineapples good to see you thanks for joining from hawaii um bedlam the reality is there was an insurrection the capital was ransacked people who were gravely injured some died sad you choose not to believe that oh i don't know though i i think there was some nasty stuff that's that happened there that day i think some people broke the law some people did some some vandalizing some nasty stuff but i don't think you're looking at the whole picture i agree that there's some nasty stuff that happened but I don't think it was an insurrection. I think there's a lot more to it. Um, I hope that you continue to watch and and listen and and see some other stuff and maybe, 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 maybe just get a little bit more wisdom and and look at things from a different side. But moving on to my answer, I've got to go with Stelter. And here's why: Don Lemon definitely smug. He's got that elite news anchor. I, you know, he's he doesn't know that he's being used by the by the left as a tool, but. <clears throat> I think I think I gotta go with Stelter because he's just such a Zeta bitch. He's just so weak, and and the sadness that would come out of him, even just with words, but certainly within it. And I look, I wouldn't actually punch either of these two. Like they're not they're not worth my time or even being in the same room. But I think I I think I gotta go with him. He's just he's just he makes me so mad on sight. So mad on sight. Um all right. Good responses. You can keep them, keep them coming. Why did yeah? There's a lot of questions. Cooper's. Why did cops throw tear gas down upon people not acting out? You know, D-man. You know, incited by Antifa and the Feds. Look, we we had some people who did things wrong that day too. But the data, the evidence is crystal clear. If you just look even remotely, we talked a lot about it yesterday. We talked a lot about it over the last two years of all sorts of nefarious stuff happening there this it's 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 crazy how few people understand what really happened there despite it being right there but <clears throat> let's talk about mitch mcconnell let's talk about this because we we dove into the clips yesterday right we dove into that and showed everything that was happening there and 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 then everyone started losing their mind right they're so uncomfortable that tucker got access to these tapes and then he started talking about them and showing them to the american people something that we should all want to see right transparency we're going to talk about transparency here in a second transparency is something that we should all want doesn't doesn't matter what side you're on and it's no secret if you pay attention that the democrats have this just insatiable lust for power like stronger than dracula's lust for human blood and they'll pull out all the stops including violence when needed to achieve their goals well, here's what the Republicans have. We've got this guy. Roll the clip of McConnell.
5: ...with the Capitol Police's very serious concerns about the release of this footage. Was it a mistake by Speaker McCarthy to give access to such and, and of this security footage?
1: My uh, concern is how it was depicted, which is a different issue. Clearly, the chief of the Capitol Police, in my view correctly describes what most of us witnessed firsthand on January 6th, so that's my reaction to it. Um, It was a mistake in my view for Fox News to depict this in a way that's completely at variance with what our chief law enforcement official here at the Capitol thinks.
5: You yeah, Leder, if, if that's the case. Uh, following up on what you said,
3: Tuck Carlson has already teased another round of videos
5: that are going to be released today. I understand that you're upset with the way that Fox is uh, depicting it, but he's been forecasting this for months, asking for this access to this footage to have a presentation just like this. You made a mistake <laughs> for the speaker to hand that.
1: Over. You guys know I have many faults, but one of them is not answering the question in a way that I don't want to answer it. I've given you the answer. Why do you think there are some within your party who don't want to acknowledge as an attack or an insurrection? Shall I give you the same answer again? <laughs>
0: Anybody want to
2: ask me something different? Oh, my gosh. That's Mitch McConnell, folks. By the way, total vagabonds. So glad that you found the channel, that you subbed and are listening. We appreciate it. Please share it. Uh, we're grateful for everyone else who's coming in who's, who's new if, if you're here for the first time. Uh, damn glad to have you in the family here. But there you go, all right? There's Cocaine Mitch, who's our who's our, one of our leaders, allegedly. He's really not. No one really gives a shit what he says. But he, it, look, Mitch does not give a crap about any Americans. He never has, especially the middle class serfs, that category that the vast majority of us fall in. And the release of this footage is so damning to the uniparty, of which Mitch is a huge part of, that they're pulling out all of the stops to discredit Tucker Carlson and Fox News. And the criticism of Fox News by other networks and politicians is misguided. It's it's stupid the way that they're attacking Fox News. People have done it in the chat here today, too. Here's my point. Other than Tucker Carlson and a couple of other folks who do opinion-based shows or commentary shows on the network, Fox News and their news department, has not reported on the release of the tapes. Fox News, in the vast majority of of the time, does the bidding of the Uniparty. That's who they are. Yet Schumer, we we didn't pull it in today, but Chuck Schumer earlier today called out Rupert Murdoch, told him that Fox News should not air the footage. Well, he got what he wanted. The Fox News department is not running the footage. It's just some of the opinion shows that are. in another word they there, it's it, it I hope people get I think most of you guys get that like fox doesn't touch a lot of things that the dc swamp doesn't want them to touch anyways you get the point democrats rhinos they're on the same team and we're witnessing a more public unholy union than we've ever seen before it's being exposed for all people to see the exposure of that union is being referred to as a bipartisan agreement as, a ter- you know, as it comes down to, to Trump or, or Tucker or this, that, and the other. But it's more sinister than that. It's not a bipartisan agreement. The, the only thing that you could call a bipartisan agreement is the fact that both sides hate Trump. Like it or not, Trump came along and pissed in their punch bowl. And permanent Washington didn't like it because Trump didn't play by their rules. He didn't do things the way that permanent Washington has always done things. Didn't play their leverage game. Go along with the security state's roadmap of authoritarian control over its its citizens. That's why these people are pushing back. They're terrified. All of them are like, crap, like this keeps happening. People keep finding out that we're lying to the American people. They keep finding out that we don't actually care about the American people who elected us to come and do their bidding to represent us. Of course, that's laughable. Washington isn't a swamp. It's an open festering sewer. That's a better description. You're right, slaughterhound. I, I, I like that. I, let's, let's go with that. But Mitch wasn't the only one. You had Tom with an H. Tillis, who weighed in about the release of the January 6th tapes as well, and Tucker specifically airing the footage on his show. Here's what the senator had to say.
5: Is, um, is this a lie? I think it's bull****. That was down there. And I saw maybe a few tourists, a few people who got caught up in things. But when you see police barricades breached, when you see police officers assaulted, all of that, or you had to be in close proximity to it, if you were just a tourist, you should have probably lined up at the visitor center and came in on an orderly basis.
2: All right. So Tom tells – look, he's a guy who I've had some respect for and everything. No one gets everything right, right? He – when it came to the out of Afghanistan, he was very helpful. Tom Tillis was, with, with some friends of mine, some former Afghan colleagues who were getting SIVs, other Americans you know, who needed to get out of Afghanistan during Biden's botched pullout. We got a great clip we're going to show on that tomorrow. But putting that aside, his, his take here and his take on several other things is dead wrong. And you got Tillis, you got McConnell, who we obviously just talked about. You got Romney, and who knows how many other representatives and senators who share that same feeling that Tom Tillis just expressed right there. And I talk about it, I feel like it's damn near every day. It probably is. How the masks have come off the Democrats and how the Democrat Party is now the Communist Party of the United States of America. And after the release of this tapes and the pushback from Republicans, it solidifies what we already knew. But we didn't want to admit that the Uniparty is a real thing. And it's on it's on full freaking display for all of us, you guys. Republicans in the House and in the Senate siding with Democrats and wanting to censor footage of a crime that was committed at the Capitol is remarkable. If the uniparty narrative is true, and this was an insurrection in one of the darkest days in American history, then let's see it. Let's see all of it. That seems fair, right? We're getting just a little taste of what exactly went on. And if we had honest politicians, honest journalists, honest leaders that are federal law enforcement agencies, they would all be totally on board with being as transparent as possible. But they all want to censor, just like they did with COVID or what any fill in the blank, any other big discussion point. And we're at the point right now with the Uniparty in Washington where they're acting like an adulterous spouse who's been caught cheating and they're doing everything in their power to deflect, to gaslight, to shift blame to their partner who's been faithful and loyal throughout the entire relationship. You've got both Republicans and Democrats essentially saying, I know that you think that's me kissing another woman and it looks like my tattoo, but I swear it's, it's you, it's not me. That, that's what's happening here. Half the population is so beat down by their controlling and abusive government spouse that they will believe them because they just want the beatings to stop. And they know in their heart that their spouse has their best interests and intentions at mind. That's that's what we're seeing. We can't get into the team mindset and go along with everything members of our team, members of our team supposedly are saying. As conservatives, we, and this, this kills them. We have functional brains that ask questions, want to learn, want to understand more. And we're also willing to question authority figures. Again, authority figures that we put in their positions. How they stay there is a different game, but they get there with us. We grant them the power by electing them so we can carry on with our lives. But it's important for us to question the motives of everyone that we put into positions of authority over us. Over the last 50 years, those who were granted that power are abusing it. And they're using their positions of authority against us. And the only way that we reverse the flow of that tyranny river is to dam it with po- politicians at the local level. We talk about it all the time, guys. All the freaking time. To, to quote the red-faced drunk of Massachusetts, Tip O'Neill, all politics is local. He's, he's absolutely correct in that assessment. For the longest time, the Democrats have established choke points in our government where those same Democrats are the guards of said choke point. All of this is uniparty BS, and it, and it can all be reversed, but it's incumbent upon all of us to throw in at the local level and change what we can change. Again, it's not going to all happen overnight it's going to take a long time to reverse anything in dc and it honestly also may never happen but if you want to continue to live the way that you have the way that you want as free as possible you have to get involved at the local level or you have to support people who are involved at the local level
0: you know um i've said it before on the show Um, i think i've stood up to where i could say i always say but it is a movie quote that i've gotten but a uh, person is smart people are dumb and yeah. even the footage we showed we showed you know we were se- looking at yesterday of the the shaman he was being smart he wasn't getting agitated he was just walking around he was calm the cops were calm it was all there but then you go outside where the people were those were the ones where everyone was getting enraged and pushing stuff down and there was and we know that there was people there placed to make that happen so there could have been perfectly pe- normal yeah, people that weren't there to go and and break in and break windows and push cops down and push barriers down, but they got riled up by the people who were placed there to make that happen. Yeah, and that's that's the problem is it's finding out who is the right who's who should be the ones that should have got arrested. But the problem is is that these people were put in place. They probably you know didn't eat, like, don't touch that guy, but touch this guy, get yeah. that guy, get this person, arrest that person, and it's just because. You know, they have pictures like, well, that person is known to be, you know, a staunch Republican. So let's make sure we get that person. So there's a lot of things that are at play that are happening. And the problem is, is that milk has been spilled now. We can, you know, we can clean up as best as we can. And like you said, we may not see a change, but there's got to be something done. There's got to be something done to show and I hope that we see more of this footage. We haven't seen all of it yet. I'd love that more of it would come out so that we could watch it, see what's actually going on. But when you see the tapes where the cops are saying we've been set up,
2: there's not enough people here. Like, like this is awful. Yeah. You know, like, well, and here's another thing. Look again, we, the problem is everyone lives in this world of absolutes now. Like stop it. Stop, stop thinking with emotions and stop living in this world of absolutes. There were, there were, People there from from the, the, the federal government, from Antifa, from other people. We had an Antifa dude who got paid seventy thousand dollars to impersonate a MAGA supporter and go. Anyways, you get the point. There there was people who did right things right, there's people who did things wrong, and there's all sorts of people in between. But everyone's being cast into this one category, which is categorically false. And then some people are saying, well, they were just just by being in the building, it's a crime. Well, by some extent, yes. To some extent, yes. But also, if, if, if in, in some situations, which was very much, in fact, the case, law enforcement officers, Capitol officers opened the doors and ushered them in and there were walked them around, that's a different story. For some of the other people who vandalized and broke shit, absolutely. You broke the law. For the other people, maybe you did, maybe you didn't, but you certainly shouldn't be locked in a gulag for two years because of it. It was not that level of a crime. But anyways, all that to say, you would think in all of this, and my biggest point with this and with COVID and so many other things over these past couple of years is the fact that we're not allowed to talk about it or question it or have a discussion about it should be the first issue that pops up in everyone's head. Like, oh, I'm being stiff-armed on everything here. That presents a problem. That, that should raise all sorts of questions. And some people are just willing to go along with it. You've got, for example, the former Capitol Police Chief, Stephen Sun, appeared on Hannity. I'm not a fan of Hannity, but he appeared on Hannity last night and revealed to the audience that the January 6th committee never invited him to come and testify. Here's the clip.
5: The restrictions I had as the chief, and ask yourself why the January 6th committee never requested that I come and publicly testify. Think about that. I'm the chief of the Capitol Police to have me come down and publicly testify before the January 6th committee, because I think they were concerned. It would begin to show what went on on the 6th, what went on the days leading up to the 6th, and what was the involvement of political leadership and their appointees.
2: Okay, so you've got the January 6th committee conducting an investigation about a faked arms insurrection on the Capitol. And the chief of the law enforcement agency that is tasked with the security of the Capitol, as well as the security of the House and the Senate members, is overlooked as a possible witness to give insight into the breakdown of security. That would be like a committee member not calling the FBI incident commander of the Waco siege and asking what the decision making process was that led to the, you know, burning down of the compound, killing unarmed women and children. The committee knew that Stephen Sun, the former police chief there, the former Capitol Hill police chief, was going to disrupt the committee's narrative when he testified that Nancy Pelosi turned down his repeated multiple requests for more officers and National Guard support. But the committee didn't want to hear from anyone who would contradict their narrative. The Uniparty needed a crime to stick on Trump so he could never run for office. This was their last-ditch effort. But, I mean, seriously, how is that for transparency? Should we, should we talk to the guy who is in charge of all this? No, no, definitely not. Definitely not. Should we release the footage to prove all the stuff that we're saying to the American people and we're having our, our, our media apparatus, the national media, go out and say no? No, no, no. We don't want people to know the truth or, and or we don't want them thinking for themselves. We need to tell them what to think. That's, that's the kind of bullshit that we're dealing with here. You, you talk to those people. You put that stuff out there. We got the exact opposite. We got zero transparency. We got lies. We got things covered up. Absolute insanity. All right. Let's skip this break because I want to get into McCarthy's response. I want to get into yes we're, you're right Midas Kelly domestic terrorist definitely a domestic terrorist. um I fought and chased down terrorists my whole life almost 40 deployments but you're right I am definitely a domestic terrorist um so McCarthy got black I mean, he's been two weeks now whatever two weeks almost three weeks has been blasted by the media for giving Tucker Carlson the footage and they're manning their battle stations now. The media to give permanent Washington the cover that they need in light of said tapes and the footage that he gave to Tucker, and that's now been aired, at least a very small fraction of it. But McCarthy was asked yesterday if he regrets regrets giving the footage to Tucker Carlson. Here was that exchange. Mr.
5: Speaker, Mr. Speaker, because of the footage that you gave Tucker Carlson last night, he went on. So this was a mostly peaceful chaos, as he said, he downplayed Brian Sicknick's death, said it was not related to January 6th, said this was not an insurrection. Do you regret giving him this footage so he could whitewash the events of that day? No. um, I, I said at the very beginning, transparency. And so what I wanted to produce for everybody is exactly what I said, that people could actually look at it and see what's gone on that day. Well, why so per- well, why? But why, Mr. You Speaker? Be- what well. we is the, the portrayal of what happened then? Look, day? each person come up with their own conclusion, but I, what I just wanted to make sure is I had transparency. Do you believe Because it? I know in CNN, I mean, I had here where you guys actually broke where we were. This was a secret location, Fort McLaren. I don't know if you got concerned by that. I don't even know from a uh, point of view of security if we could ever be taken there again. But when you broke that at CNN, that was a real concern to a lot of people. I had a real concern, also, when I want to make sure transparency Look, um, The officer's death is tragic. Uh, any time an officer is passed in this situation, uh, I want to make sure either they're protected, I want to make sure the transparency is goes forward. Speaker uh, McCarthy, was this in any way part of the deal that you made to no, win the speakership, no. to specifically give the content to no, the talk? No, the answer is no. And if, uh, if you follow, I I'm not sure if you were there the times before, I got asked the question um, in a press what I would do in the process. I watched on January 6th committee how it was only politically driven. On the January 6th committee, you couldn't, the minority side wasn't allowed to put people on. Um, and I just thought it was fair if someone asked me the question, just transparency. So what I tried to do is be able to release the information, which we'll do to everybody. I worked with the Capitol Police, I asked them for any clips on the way that they had concern with the security level. Only one of the clips did, and we were able to change that. An interesting thing the Capitol Police told us when we went through this is that January 6th never asked them about that, the security. So that's why they showed, unfortunately, President, uh, Vice President Pence when he was uh, being escorted out. They used my office on the of where we went out. They never asked the Capitol Police if that's showing security clearance that they shouldn't, which they didn't. They didn't ask me as well.
2: I all right. So thanks for the sub there, salty AF. Uh, I think I know what AF stands for. But, 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 did you hear the reporter's question? The reporter started his line of questioning with, "Do you regret giving the footage to Tucker Carlson because he referred to January 6 as the most as the most peacefully chaos and he downplayed Brian Sicknick's death?" All that reporter was doing was trying to push false narratives that the ultra corrupt January 6 committee laid out for gullible followers and never never trump fanboys in the republican party the propaganda game again i credit where credit's due is strong in permanent washington and the corporate media are in lockstep with the false claim that brian sicknick was killed as a result of january 6th we talked about it yesterday we're not going to go into it again today but it's a blatant lie and we have footage to prove that lie we have confirmation even though they're anti-trump from the medical coroner and from the family of sicknick I find it incredibly ironic that the Democrats and Rhinos always jump up and down and shriek about transparency. But when it comes to actual transparency, they're the first ones screaming to demand that videos or audio tapes that contradict that contradict their own narrative never see the light of day. That's not transparency, you guys. That's selective censorship. And you know what selective censorship is? It's propaganda. One Meanwhile, of the major at
0: the Department of Truth, <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> one, one of the major in, uh, issues that the enemy class and the corporate media are clinging on to is that the release of the the security footage inside of the Capitol building compromises is it compromises the security measures. You know, shows techniques, techniques, and procedures that are in place there. But I mean, seriously, since. Since when do Democrats care about security measures to keep people out of somewhere? They they never do. A- except for when it's their own security, of course. But not when it's your security. Not when it's border security. No, because it's mostly peaceful protesting. <laughs> oh, man. I per- per- as, as the city
0: burns down <laughs> behind the... <laughs> <laughs> the news anchor saying that with the Chiron that says mostly peaceful mostly peace. that was
2: <laughs> I, I, we need to have that in the wall of the new studio um yeah. but permanent train. washington look they they only care permanent washington if they're safe they give zero shits about your safety or the safety of the country that's clear it's clear in their policies it's clear with their lives it's clear with all that also keep in mind the people who don't want the footage to be aired are also the same cackling communists who cry out that democracy dies in the dark. Once again, Democrats in Permanent Washington telegraph every move. They want democracy, which, of course, we're a constitutional republic, but they want democracy as they think we are to die in the dark. They hate the fact that voters, that you, that me, that everyday Americans out there have some sort of say in policy decisions. The people who are criticizing Tucker Carlson are the same people who— need the american public ignorant medicated dependent and disenfranchised that's what they need we all know the january 6 committee hearings were a complete sham because it was loaded with democrat partisan hacks and two spineless rhinos who only, whose only chance for for survival for political political relevancy was to act as dutiful puppets and give the appearance of bipartisanship this footage that tucker's releasing was viewed by some of the January 6th committee members. And, of course, their producer. their their made made-for-TV producer that they hired who was brought in to cut this whole thing together. But they, they saw it all, and we can never lose sight of that during the January 6th committee hearings, that they had access to this, they didn't show it, that they also never had any rebuttal witnesses. They didn't have, as we showed earlier, didn't have the, the chief of the Capitol Police testify. It was a totally one-sided kangaroo court. It was nonsense. They
0: wouldn't even read a full tweet.
2: No, they Trump. yeah, they read selective parts of a tweet that they, by the way, were dumb enough to put on the screen. Here's what they Trump said. the whole tweet. Yeah.
0: But they didn't only read, like, he said this. And then they cut. of like, well, what about the rest that he said?
2: Keep, he said go keep going home,
0: down. Keep reading. Full. Yeah. <laughs> like, but they didn't like, see, he was inciting it. Like, we, you know, he was pushing them to go. Like, read the whole thing. Come on. Stop it. Well, it's... At least cut that half of the tweet out
2: right no exactly Crump yeah the image <laughs> there's oh, so many things you had a made for tv producer for pete's sake you should have caught that um no you're you're right june they never intended to show or tell the truth absolutely not and everyone in permanent washington should be in a perfect world on board with full transparency but they're not and that should give everyone pause everyone as to what they fear with regards to transparency all right, folks, it is that time. We greatly appreciate the engagement on all the platforms today. It's been so great having you. Please hit that like button, whichever platform you're on. We apologize. I know there's been lots of trolls out today having some fun, but you guys have done it well. You've handled it well. Um, They've we, handled it like pros. Like We've pros. Been watching. I've been watching it. The I'm Drew like, Cruz I mean, they know what they're doing, Disco. We've really seen do. them in action for a long time now. Come on over, redvoicemedia.com, forward slash subscribe. Use promo code Drew. You can try it for a dollar pour yourself a drink bring some questions let's go do booze and banter right if you can't make it for some reason we'll see you tomorrow be safe be smart be free
0: Just heard Drew Berquist. Catch the show weekdays on every major social media platform and on drewberquist.com.